welcome back to another episode of the HeartSquare podcast. In this particular podcast, myself and Rob were joined by two members of the HeartSquare team, Ellen and Andrew, who are both senior business change consultants here at HeartSquare. Um, they have lots of experience um, you know, on projects, working with our clients. So we picked their brains today on the topic of project roles and speaking more specifically on roles on the client side with regards to system functionality roles. Yeah, I think it'd be really good to hear from, from both of them actually with uh, <coughs> our wealth of experience, but I think some very definite opinions about, um, you know, kind of where, where, where client side teams, which is, I mean, we work client side here, but where the, where the client uh, staff themselves can contribute, best contribute and where they need to contribute actually, which is all about getting the right outcome, getting the right solution that in, that achieves the objectives of the project at the end of it. So yeah, yeah, this would be good. Yeah, definitely. So we'll just get straight into the episode. Hi, Helen and Andrew. Thanks so much for joining myself and Rob on another uh, episode of the Heart Square podcast. It's great to have you both on today. And as you know, we're going to have a bit of a chat around some of the important project roles. Um, before we get started, um, I know you've both been on the podcast before, but for anybody who hasn't heard one of your previous episodes, um, I hope you could both give us a brief introduction into yourself and your role here at Heart Square. If I could start with you, Andrew, please. Yep, hi there. Um, I'm one of the senior business change consultants at HeartSquare. I've uh, been uh, with the organisation about four and a half years uh, and currently uh, managing a big CRM and portal implementation uh, with uh, a membership body. Great, thanks Andrew and Helen. Thanks Ellie. Hello everyone. Um, I'm Helen McGraw. I'm also a senior business change consultant at HeartSquare. Um, and uh, I'm currently working on uh, CRM implementation with a, a leading trade union in Ireland. Brilliant. Thanks, Helen. Um, yeah, as Eddie said at the start, you know, we're here today to talk about uh, project roles, project resourcing, um, which is a, a topic that's obviously important for us to cover. Um, and with you both leading uh, significant implementations is something that I'm, I know that you're very up on at this point. Um, we talk, you know, there are lots of roles that, that contribute to project success, but I think what we were hoping to do today really was to get your take on what the key roles are, you know, what the most important roles are, um, most important, most significant roles are for where clients need to contribute client side uh, on to, yeah, to play their part in project success really. So if we start with an open question like that, which, which do you think are those key roles? Um, did you want to take that on first, Andrew? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Um, I think for me, actually, one of the, the key roles often underappreciated, perhaps, is, is the, the subject matter expert, uh, SME, uh, normally a, a team of people uh, representing the, the business areas uh, across the organisation uh, within the scope of the project. Normally one, occasionally two uh, per business area, I think, depending on, on the complexity uh, or, or the needs uh, of that area. Um, but this role, I think, is really vital in providing the kind of information to uh, to us as HeartSquare if we're conducting requirements gathering, uh, but also then to partners in uh, discovery uh, about what um, what they need the system to do. Um, nobody understands their job better than than they do. Um, their business processes, what they 
what they need to achieve, the information that they need to gather, um, how they need to do it, uh, the challenges that they have currently, etc. Um, so that subject matter expert has a really vital role in, in feeding all of that into the project. Um, I like to think sometimes that projects are started top down. Uh, it comes from senior management decision, uh, but often that kind of success is bottom up. So it's really getting that team of people on board uh, and them feeding all of that uh, uh, into into the project, into the specification, and then into the uh, the solution itself as well. Um, I don't know what you think, Helen. Yeah, no, that's all uh, all good uh, points, Andrew. Yeah, I agree with everything you, you've said there. Yeah, that that they're so key in the project, as you said, to discovery stage, um, gathering requirements, understanding their detailed knowledge about processes, and then when we move into um, implementation. They have a key role again in um, uh, in testing, in uh, using the solution, getting used to it, and then testing um, all, all the user stories that are required. So it's really key to get them on board early um, and to keep them engaged through constant communication, both uh, you know written and face to face. So you know we have to work with with the client and do that job in tandem. Um, and you know what you're doing as well. You're trying to boost boost their confidence as well because they might be stepping outside of their comfort zone. Um, um, you know they might not be used to being in in uh, having such a prominent role. And it's you know it's important that we we boost their confidence and illustrate to them how valuable they are to the uh, to, to the project and the, the value that they're bringing um, to, to to the task. Yeah, and I think it's. The value that they bring, I think, is often underappreciated sometimes uh, at a more senior level um, and often underrealized, I think, by the SMEs themselves. And I think that's why as I, said, I, I try and think of that kind of project success uh, as being from bottom up. I, I, I'm conducting workshops for requirements. Um, I try and, and instill that that kind of attitude with them very early on. Um, so nobody knows the challenges you face better than you do. Nobody knows what you need to, to get over those challenges better than you do. Um, and for me, it, it's really important. I think we 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 build their confidence, uh, as you say, in that kind of way that um, they not only feel part of the project, but they feel like they are an important cog in, in the project, a really important cog in the project. Um, it's not something that is being done to them. Uh, they they should be proud to be a, a part of it. Yeah. Do you find that's a that's a message that is kind of when I say well received, easily received? Because I think it's something where you know we've seen previously, and you've alluded to it. You know, those the the people fulfilling those roles are people who often don't. It's their self-appreciation that's lacking. It's they don't really understand just how much they know, um, but that that is what's really important to play into the definition of the new of the new solution, the new project. Yeah, um, I think that is sometimes a challenge. Definitely, um, we are pushing people outside their comfort zone. Um, often, if if it's a more administrative position, perhaps a more routine job, uh, we are coming in with very different things that we are asking them to do uh, at a more conceptual level um, 
very different set of attitudes and, and behaviours, perhaps, that we're, we're expecting from that group of people as well. Um, and on top of that, it's change uh, and change is, is always difficult. And for the more routine jobs, perhaps that's where the change is most difficult in a project. Uh, I don't know what you think uh, on that, Helen. Yeah, it is. I mean, you've, you've, you've touched on the issue there about it is about attitude. Um, you know, you want someone who, uh, who who will embrace this role, who is open to it, um, who uh, is open to being challenged and, and, and is prepared to challenge, challenge um, you know, um, hot square in our role as PM and also the technology partners to challenge in a good way so that we all get to the best the best result. So um, it's looking out for that. Um, that attitude. So it's trying to, to identify, and quite often our role, Andrew, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, it's helping helping the um, the business identify who those people are. Because you know, we'll have we'll have that eye for who's going to make a good person, and we may see things that are different. So see things differently from, from our clients. So uh, we can go. Actually, that person could be really good if we get them get them on board and uh, train them and tell them, you know, where we need them to be. We think that could be the, the really good person. So. Yeah, uh, an SME with the right attitude is, is worth their weight in gold. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think um, because of the, the the kind of knowledge that they need to impart, um, SMEs, in, in my experience, are often very experienced, um, know the business process very, very well, uh, perhaps have been in that role quite some time. Um, but actually, I wonder sometimes whether we should be looking much more at that attitude rather than the, the sort of inbuilt knowledge. Someone who knows how to get the knowledge, where where to get it from, but is yeah much more flexible in their approach, open to change, open to being challenged, understands that it's the the end goal of a process that's important rather than the kind of step by step. Uh, that uh, that currently uh, needs to be done. Um, rarely, uh, in my experience, have our clients embarked on a, a big business process review and re-engineering before an implementation. So sometimes I think that kind of falls on a good SME to to do that live while they're in discovery, while while they're in project. And sometimes I wonder um, whether just taking SMEs for the, for the kind of knowledge alone, you're in danger uh, of sort of baking in bad habits into a, into a new system, bad processes into a new system, because you, you follow that step by step. This is what we do now. This is what we need the new system to do next. Whereas I say, maybe that more flexible approach, uh, more confident approach, uh, perhaps, um gives a bit more uh to project success yeah i think that's a really good point i think the what is what the flip side of that i guess is the is then the opportunity that it presents doesn't it because by bringing those people in early that means that you then have the people in the room who can actually help the organization change the way they work which is what a lot of these projects are about so if you can get over that maybe a natural resistance to this is how we've always done it and you work with those knowledge holders about focusing on outcomes then they are the ones who they are people who are very well placed to say actually you know 
put the technology to use, it enables us to do it this way. Yeah, and and then they they carry the change actually, as opposed to it coming back round to them. So I think that absolutely agree with what you said. Um, it's about being able to seize that opportunity, isn't it, and bring them with you and get them actually involved up front. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think part of our role is to assist the client in looking for the right people um, and then supporting those right people in in promoting that kind of way of working with themselves and, and other members of their team. They are representing their team, remember, um, so they need to bring their team with them, uh, champion the solution. Uh, bring their team with them on the project as well, which is, again, not something I think that always comes naturally uh, to, to everybody. No, I think the, and the other thing, the other characteristic that an SME needs that doesn't come naturally, I think I've heard you both talk about, is that because what you're turning them into is decision makers as well, isn't it? And they're not necessarily used to making decisions that they think are as significant as the ones that they're making through a discovery phase. Is that there, like I said, I think I've heard you both describe that. Sorry, Helen, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's an area where we're, we're pushing them outside of their comfort zone and they might not be used to to um, making those decisions or putting their their opinion or their voice forward in that way. Um, yeah, so uh, it's, again, yeah, it's, it's about the, the, the right attitude. And I think it, as well, if you can get someone who's really um, passionate about their role, passionate about the organisation, um, who's really um, really wants to improve the member experience or the supporter experience? Who can talk about those scenarios? You know, where they're where they're talking to 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 their, to their member or their supporter, and they're not able to solve their issue uh, easily. If they can bring those examples to the table and want to improve those, that's a great example of where um, you'd be looking at that person going, right, you could be a good SME. Let's get you on board. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I, I have definitely had experiences where SMEs particularly are, are reluctant to make the, the kind of final decision. Uh, we were going to do it this way or that way. Um, I think there, there's a worry that they will get it wrong uh, and they will get in trouble for getting something wrong. And I suppose that's what's really important then about the interplay between the, the subject matter expert team and and the project lead, the business lead uh, at an organisation, because uh, it's their role, I think, to coordinate the SMEs, have a a, a shallower uh, oversight across all of the system functionality. And um, perhaps what we should be doing is is making sure that the the SMEs are not necessarily making the decisions, but advising the the business lead, and it's the business lead who determines the final direction it is the decision maker and accountable for, for those decisions uh, onwards as well. Um, not all, I mean, I think that's a, a textbook way of doing things, but perhaps not something that we always make very clear in that sort of project team structure. So let's move on, Andrew, to talk about the role of the, the project lead. Um, so that is probably the uh, the role that we work closely, most closely with uh, when we're leading a project. And um, they, uh, what we're looking for in, in, in a project lead is um, they need to be responsible for ensuring that the solution meets the needs of the organisation. Um, and they've got um, overall responsibility for, for the specification and ensuring that, that the solution will 
uh, will deliver as as required. So it's a it's it's quite a full on role, um, and uh, you know it can can take up a lot of time, perhaps more time than than the client often realizes, um, and and that can be a, a particular challenge, isn't it? Get, getting getting that time and getting that realization, and sometimes it can it can be uh, it can be, take a little while for the client to realize, oh, actually this is this is what this role means, and this is how much time is required. Um, what what's your experience there, Andrew? I, uh, no, I, I completely agree. Um, by default, almost, and I think a project lead, business lead should almost be a full time position, regardless of the client, regardless of the project. Any time back from that is is a bonus um, rather than what often happens, I think, is kind of fit this in as best you can around your other responsibilities or take a couple of things out of, of off your plate but it yeah it, it gives that that person back maybe a, a half a day or a day a week uh, and then they've got to fit in what is a very busy um, and demanding role uh, of, of that that business lead um, very difficult to fit in around other things uh, in my experience so that's interesting, Andrew. So, so regardless of the scale of a, of a project, yeah, you would you would recommend that the project lead, the business lead, is that's a full time role. If they get some time back, it's bonus. They can help out in their own department, whatever it might be. But literally, they should just be one hundred percent seconded to the project. I I think so. Uh, if I'm honest, um, definitely there will be some smaller scale projects where where that may not be necessary. But I I think we should be and clients should be thinking about it as a kind of default. Our starting position is this person is going to be out of action in terms of business as usual for the next nine months, 12 months, 18 months. That should be the starting position and then sort of draw back from there. I think the starting position often is the other way around. This person has got five days of business as usual we can give them back a day and they'll be able to fit in the other bits around that and and, and I think that's the that's the nuance that I, I think uh, we, we need to be better at and clearer with with our clients it, it should be yes yeah, start start from this person is out of action yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's um that's the ideal, isn't it? It's um um I don't know about you, Andrew, but it really happens in in my my world that that's that's the case. Yeah. But but there's just so many um areas of responsibility that they get involved in, isn't there? There's the the sort of the, there's the day to day running of the project you like, and there's decisions they've got to make. But then there's things, there's other things that might end up getting more involved in data than perhaps they'd appreciated. Yeah. They're managing, they might be managing stakeholders, they might have to give updates to to their board of trustees or their directors. Um, there might be uh, involved in communication preferences, involved in training, involved in communications, yeah. and all these things take take time, and they don't, I don't, yeah. and you don't necessarily realise that until until you're in the thick of it. Yeah, no, that that's really interesting um, because you've listed a lot of things there that absolutely um, business leads that I've worked with on a number of projects have have been involved with. Um, but it's not something that I would list down if I had to write down the responsibilities of of, of that role. Yeah. Um, it's the nature of projects that so much comes up that needs a home uh, and that business leads is is the home for it on the client side um, almost inevitably. And you're right that actually it's yeah, we, we can put together a kind of role description. Um, 
but there is so much more to that role than we could ever write down um, that, that we can't anticipate quite often. Um, just to change the subject very slightly, um, just wondered what your experience was, Helen, of the kinds of people who who have been in the the business lead role, um, because I've certainly worked with in projects where that has been fulfilled by a dedicated projects or change office, um, or it's sort of the lead from the membership or the marketing department, or other times it, it, it's someone from IT. Not necessarily suggesting any is better than another, uh, but it is, yeah, it, it's interesting the variety of sort of business roles that end up taking on the, uh, the project lead role. Yeah, um, for me generally, it's been someone yeah who's got who's got a strong knowledge of of the business. Um, you know that the um, they need to be um, you know well established. I would say in the business, well respected. So that they've got that um, respect, I guess, and and um, they've got a good standing in the organisation. So yes, quite often it is someone um, uh, wearing a membership hat or perhaps a fundraising hat, but someone who's got that that strong business knowledge, um, who knows who knows how to get things done, um, who who knows who the go-to people are, who knows how to make a decision or knows how to get there. So you, you do need someone with with a strong skill set or someone that. Um, you know we can work with and we can work with obviously work with them and, and guide them but but it helps if they um if they have that knowledge and um yeah standing in the organization because they, they, they need to be a little bit of an sme as well they need to have some understanding of what the smes are saying and uh, to be able to, to challenge back or say yeah that's a, that's a good call or um or you know push back where they don't think it's it's the right decision so again they need lots of lots of lots of good lots of different skills to um to carry out the role i i had that i have had that kind of experience as well where it is the people who have the good connections the confidence the the kind of longevity of working at an organization so they have that breadth of knowledge um that's my experience as well and it is seems to be that people are selected much more on the kind of attitude and behavior for that mm. role than perhaps at an sme level Yes. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good observation. I, yeah, I think, I think as, as we said before, but I don't think um, clients necessarily realise the importance of that SME role. And again, it's only when they start going through it that they that, 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 that they get it. And then some, sometimes that means as well, you might have to replace the SME because you realise that perhaps they're not 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 the right. They're not the right role. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that can happen too, uh, yeah. in order to so you get the get the right person. Yeah, no, that's really, really interesting. Just being sitting back and, you know, hearing from all your experiences of projects on those key roles. And yeah, it's really interesting you hear it's not always about that necessarily always just down to their experience. It's about their attitudes um, towards the projects and change in general. So just, you know, thinking about kind of those roles and um, how they fit into a project. If a was to get in some external help such as what we provide at Heartsquare. I wondered how we would then our role how did we then fit into those those roles in that project as a whole I just wanted to get your your thoughts and experiences on that really. Um, I think early on um, it's our responsibility to highlight the importance uh, of the client's roles within a project um, 
we get bought into manage a project, but we cannot deliver the project. Uh, and I think it's really key that that we we are making that very clear. Uh, the kind of roles and the kind of time that we would expect uh, th those roles to need to give to the project. That that's the first thing. When we're in implementation, um, it's our job to to schedule and organise and delegate tasks. I mean, that's the kind of textbook. Uh, delegate those tasks down to th those roles. But actually, particularly with the uh, the business lead, so the project lead. We're two sides of the same coin, I think, in, in some respects, um, or I, I like to think of it as a bit of a Venn diagram. The start of a project, we, we may have very distinct roles, but as the project continues, we, we overlap more and more um, and we, we're able to pick up on, on some of their tasks and, and vice versa much more easily. They are our key key person without any doubt at all, our conduit down to the SMEs. Um, and across the rest of the organisation. Um, and a role that we need to nurture and support um, an awful lot at the beginning uh, of the project to, to, to get them to understand and feel confident in that role um, and, uh, and how they will contribute uh, uh, to the overall success. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely, Andrew. Um, you know, we have a really close relationship with the project lead, don't we? And, um, you know, we're there to be a, a critical friend, a sounding board, helping them, helping them make decisions, pointing out perhaps, you know, the pros and cons of a certain position. So, so we're guiding them as well. You know, the project lead does have, as we said, they've got a lot of responsibility. Um, and, and as we've said, then, you know, they may have their, their day job as well, you know, their business as usual role as well. So it's important that we, you know, we, we try and give them clarity, we give them space, we, we know that we're a step ahead, we're thinking of um, what is, is needed next so that we're, we're guiding and supporting the project lead as much as we can. Am I, am I right in thinking um, that the, the relationship between the role and like you say, so for us is very much we put in place the process, we give the framework, you know, the move things forward, tell people what they need to do when, etc. And the reason why you know, and that is the specialist art, right, of project management. The reason why the business leads and the SMEs have to perform their side of things is because they that sets them up to, for the client side to then take ownership of the ultimate solution. If we were doing that kind of piece, it would be built in our image, right, which is not what a client presumably wants. Is that part of that um, part of the reason behind that? Um, yeah, we can't possibly know the functionality that's needed, um, and. I, I certainly have, and I'm sure some of my colleagues will have had the same experience where we get a bit too involved in the solution um, and it's a, it's a drain on our time uh, and, and effort. And all of a sudden we are being looked at as the system owners, and that's absolutely uh, the wrong result for, for the clients. The, the client have to take that ownership. So our role actually and in, in the bigger projects I'm working on at the moment, I've, I've been able to step away from responsibility in any way for the solution itself. That's very firmly um, in the client team's hands. Oh, I'm just thinking, um, you know, conscious of time, we've already spoken quite a lot in a lot of detail about these roles today. So I would, I guess I just want to end with a final question with you both. If, if you had um, a key takeaway or a vital point or two um, from today's podcast that you would want our listeners to take away with them, whether that's 
just about the roles or more generally um what would that be I guess so I don't know who, who wants to go first but uh, yeah just to get your what you would be as your key takeaway from today that you'd want people to go away with um I think it's to think about the role of an SME subject matter expert in your change project uh, in your change process uh, as much as in the technology um, that role needs to know their stuff needs to describe their stuff but but really is right at the forefront of um, transformation and I think that's that would be my takeaway yeah I think um, yeah finding identifying the right people to work on the project in the role of the SMEs and the role of the, the project lead is key and giving them um, as much you know time and space as possible to devote to those roles is really important to to, to in order to get the, the best end result for the organization great thank you so much yeah i think that really great summary summary of um you know what we've covered today so i just want to thank you both for your time it's always really valuable to get um you know uh, you both to join our podcast and and share your experiences of uh, working in in the projects themselves so we really value that so really appreciate it so thank you So we really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Helen and Andrew. It was really great to have them sit down and chat with us today and get their thoughts on, you know, the different project roles. More specifically, you know, we spoke about SMEs and project leads. Um, something that, you know, I picked up from the conversation, which I found really interesting, was when Andrew spoke around that, you know, the project is initiated perhaps from top down, um, but the ultimate success of the project is potentially bottom up, um, which I think really highlights the importance of those roles in a project uh, when it comes to the overall success of it. Um, was there anything in particular for you, Rob, that really stood out or was a takeaway from today? Yeah, I think um, highlighting those two particular roles, you know, the SME and the project lead or business lead, um, that's a really valuable uh, insight actually into <coughs> where as a client, you can best contribute and you really need to contribute to make sure you get the right outcomes. Um, and then going into that detailed piece about this is this is what those roles entail, these are the differences between them, and these are how they align and, and, um, and collaborate. And then actually at the end there, talking then about how Artsware and our services support them and, and combine with them to give the, 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 the strength of a project team that you need. So yeah, really interesting. So um, if you did enjoy this episode as much as we did, um, be sure to leave us a review and better still subscribe so you get later notified of the latest episodes. Don't forget you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching HeartSquare where you'll find loads of more content on leadership, digital, culture and capability. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.